Kia ora, I'm Andrew Whiteside and my guest today is New Zealand Green MP Elizabeth Kirikiri and we're talking about the Conversion Practices Prohibition Legislation Bill which was just passed by New Zealand's Parliament this week. Elizabeth was one of the members of Parliament involved in the select committee process for the bill. Elizabeth Kirikiri, uh, kia ora, nice to talk to you, it's been a while. Kilda, so much has happened. I know, I know, and uh, you must be feeling really, really good with the passage of the of the bill, conversion therapy. So, uh, how are you feeling right now? Oh, really, really excited because I think it's just signalling a sea change that after all these years of advocacy from across our communities, our whānau and allies, that we're starting to see some significant change. So, banning conversion therapy big day for this country. Yeah, and it, it seemed to kind of come and go really fast. I mean, it was August when the bill, I think, was introduced. Uh, then nothing for a little while, and then suddenly second reading, third reading. What's the last few months been like in Parliament and for, for you and the other people trying to get this this passed? Well, you say nothing for a while. That was when we were listening to thousands of submissions. <laughs> we read, read thousands and we heard from thousands and thousands of people I was in one of four subcommittees making sure that we could hear all the people who wanted to present. So uh, we know that with this bill, we've got a huge cross-section cross of, of the country. And uh, so we're pretty pleased with the outcome. And in terms of uh, those submissions, because there are over 100,000 or so, what mm. what proportion roughly do you think were pro and how many anti the bill? Oh, predominantly, uh, absolutely in support. They, they do two types of maths when they're adding these up. They take out all of the form submissions or where people have just signed templates. Mm -hmm. And then so of the, of the ones they accepted then, it was 70% support. But each of those individuals who did sign up and say, actually, no, I do support this, it would be closer to 80 or 90 yeah, that's quite extraordinary. So so it's important in terms of parliamentary procedure that when it's a form letter, you know that it's people just, it's a political action to try and defeat something, that they're just throwing lots and lots of, of negatives in, yeah? Uh, when people are doing form submissions, it's when, you know, someone said, here's one, sign up to mine. They don't, the unfortunate thing is they don't count that, that number. They say, oh, this many signed this petition, but it's all still only one voice that gets heard. And so we've worked really hard when we're encouraging submissions to say to people, use your genuine voice, write something, even if it's three lines or a couple of paragraphs, it's better because it will get counted. Uh, then, yeah. It's meaningful. It's then. meaningful. And not to say people who are signing up think, you know, they are contributing to the process, but it's just the way they count them inside the select committees. And so we're just saying each voice is really important. Let's make sure you get heard. So what was it like sitting in a select committee and hearing these voices, particularly the ones that were talking about personal stories of, of heartache because of this issue? It was, I mean, those things, um, I was just happy that I was there to help keep a um, hold space for them and to keep that space safe because uh, people shared awful stories. And we know that these things have been going on for years, but it's the first time that I think our other MPs have been able to hear it. And I think it changed quite a few hearts in that process. But also we had to hear all the anti-trans people and, uh, and, and the people who were anti, uh, and that was awful. And so many of our community to be exposed with this concentrated because the hearings for both bills crossed over at one point for the BDMRR and this one. And so there was a lot of hate against our community was whipped up. And our people had to withstand all of that and experience, but that caused 
new trauma. And and so I'm pleased that with this going through, that is vindication, that those people's views, it's a small minority of hate, <laughs> uh, and, and, and they failed, they lost. Um, now, there were only, in the final uh, third reading, there were uh, eight national MPs who voted against it. Mm. What do you think led to this big uh, sea change that you described? Is it was it for some of the more conservative MPs who voted in favour of the bill that uh, they listened to these stories, or it, or do you sense there's a change across the country? I think it's a change across the country, and I think all of the constituents are letting their MPs know that no matter what party, actually nobody supports conversion practices, and even the people who voted against were saying we still don't support conversion practices, but we have concerns about other parts of the bill. And, and so that's fine. You know, people have got to do what's, what's right for them. But the fact that most of National voted for it is a big deal. It means our people have security that if National get back in power, they're not going to overturn that law. Um, do you have any idea? I don't know. You may not want to answer this. But do, do you have any idea what's going on with Melissa Lee? She used to be friends with a lot of um, queer people decades ago and I, I've you know I wrote an opinion piece about her the other day slamming her yeah because really, of her I cannot comment on that at all <laughs> yeah okay that's fine we, we can move on um just in terms of some of those uh, MPs uh, Louise Upston changed her mind because she voted against us on the second reading and then she voted pro and Chris Pink and Todd McClay voted no in the final reading any indication why or again do you want to just let that slide again um you know I think they've actually spoken about those things and why they've done those things all I'm, what I'm happy about is that some MPs were prepared to listen and had the grace to to change their mind and uh, and support this bill. That's a great thing. Okay. Now, final question, and it's a, a slight tangent, but this is your first uh, term in Parliament, and you've been there what, 18, 18 months now, roughly. I don't November, December, January, February, March. Yeah, just over a year. Yeah. So, um, is it everything you thought it would be, or what's it been like? Well, it's way, it's still even more busier than I thought it would be. <laughs> uh, things move very fast here. Uh, you think your day's all organised and arranged and then every spare second gets filled up. Uh, but we get to do big things here. We have a platform and and like today is we're launching uh, our petition for the establishment of a ministry for rainbow communities. And so we're hoping everyone will come go and check out our page and and sign up to that. Well, look, when you have a little more time, because I know you're very busy today, um, why, don't, <laughs> why don't we have another chat about that? Because I think that's an important issue. So we can, we can have another chat. That'll be great. Let's do that. That was New Zealand Green Party MP Elizabeth Kirikiri talking about the passing of a bill outlawing conversion therapy in New Zealand. Now, on my website, andrewwhiteside.com, you can find plenty more great content and you can also sign up for my regular newsletters, which are chock full of goodness. I am Andrew Whiteside. Thank you for listening and I'll see you soon.